Sir, if I could ask you for just And as soon as we're out of here, you can move wherever you want to well, go. I won't be here that long. <laughs> okay, well, you be here as long as you want. We, uh, everything, everything feels, uh, everything feels uh, cool here. Oh, hey, um, just helping out. It's going to be a big day here at Fiddler's Poorhouse, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Uh, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of Niagara 411 Live. Oh, before we get going, uh, what do you call this? Kevin, any ideas? No? Irish handcuffs. <laughs> okay. Uh, bad joke, good day for it though. All right, uh, coming up on the program today, we have uh, a Niagara Regional Police Service uh, constable. We're gonna see how their food drive is going. I think it's been going really, really well. For the first time in many years, there is going to be a huge, huge concert this summer in St. Catharines at Montebello Park. And uh, this is something that has been a long time coming, and it's been a long time ago, as I said, since we had the last one. And um, other things that are coming up, we might have a couple of call-ins that are coming in on the program today that we're, uh, we're, we're trying to line up, or people have said they might give us a call. And you can do that, too, and we'll tell you how you can join the program with whatever it is you want to talk about. So come on, let's get started uh, down here. And uh, I guess what... Uh, I got to run all the way down to the back today. We're in a bit of a different setup today, so we'll explain that to uh, you know St. Patrick's Day, being what it is. Uh, we'll see you in 30 seconds. Look at this. Uh, there we are on our uh, St. Paul Street uh, streetscape, I guess uh, you might call it. First of all, before we talk about that, which we're going to in a minute, Kevin, leave that shot up there. Uh, I would be I would be remiss if I did not mention the resplendent regalia of our executive producer, uh, Kevin Jack, today of a Wee Stream who uh, puts this whole uh, thing together. This is an award-winning hat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's not often you see this hat. I think it's only come out um, maybe, what, 10 times in the last however many years yeah, you've been alive. St. Patty's Day, but I mean, there you are. These are, I mean, I think this is when the cans are still made out of steel. Yeah, yeah, so that is, that is some award-winning St. Patrick's Day hat you got going on right there. Uh, now, we would have uh, we would have normally uh, been in the office this morning, but St. Patrick's Day being what it is, our assistant janitor Seamus is in there sleeping, uh, and I didn't I didn't have the heart to to disturb him. He may be up and around and in here a little bit later tonight, but for now we're going to just let Seamus use the office and 
uh, and get a and, and get a few uh, a few good winks in. All right, so we just thought we'd come down here and help out Fiddler's uh, Poor House on probably the biggest pub day that you could imagine over any course of any year. A, it's a great thing because people can actually come in here now and uh, and have a good time. Talk about good timing. Uh, I because like COVID is not the most Irish uh, St. Patrick's Day friendly thing that ever happened, but uh, hey, we're we're celebrating today, and that is absolutely spectacular. Now, uh, let me tell you what you can you can get here because I mean this is uh, this is the day we promote uh, pub-like activities, safe pub-like activities. I might add to be politically correct. Uh, Guinness is on tap today. They got green beer if you want it. They've got $16 pitchers if you need them, $9 doubles, and uh, the food is fabulous as well. So all of that is happening today at uh, Fiddler's Poorhouse, which you will see we have a whole new uh, look to because we tried to make as much room as we possibly could for Seamus and his friends to come in and celebrate the St. Patrick's Day. So we're sort of in the back of the of the facility looking toward that great big beautiful front window and man kevin what a day yeah, to be able to come in here and actually we didn't set up in the front window uh so that you could you can come and sit they're going to open up they're going to open up the door it's an absolutely spectacular truly spring almost early summer kind of day and it's going to be wonderful in here so uh, the door's going to be uh, thrown open uh, in the front at any given moment. We're going to be dancing to the Irish tunes. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a, a great, great day to enjoy the first St. Patrick's Day uh, of uh, this new kind of COVID-free era. And here we are in daylight saving time, too. And man, have we got a lot of daylight to save today. Uh, Gail's Gas Bars fuels this program, ladies and gentlemen, as per always, and we appreciate them being here with us. Also, the support of uh, Performance uh, Heating and Air, Carlo and the gang, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. I know it's not exactly your culture, but everybody's Irish on this day. <laughs> as well as Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk and the gang at Verge Insurance, we appreciate your support. As always, WeStream, Kevin Jack uh, and Brandon Scram, the founders of WeStream, Kevin, our executive producer. I am Lee Sterry, and we are here to have a pretty nice St. Patrick's Day with you. Let's talk daylight saving time well, for a little sir, bit. Sir, the apologies. Uh, look at the weather out you there right apologize. now. You say it. Four degrees right now with the sun. It felt like it was like 15 out there. Yeah, I think Going that's on? under. I, I think that's underselling it. I think it's. I think it's more than that. I mean, getting up to 15 degrees at six o'clock tonight. What a day yeah. to come down to Fiddler's Poorhouse. Yeah. and enjoy some of the beautiful weather. Yeah. What does mine say? Uh, no, mine says four as well. Oh well. Anyway, uh, it's going to go shooting up this afternoon. And uh, if there was ever a great time for uh, for uh, bars and restaurants to be able to, you know, maybe even co uh, convince people to come out of the patios it's uh, it's great daylight time forever we talked about this last week no sooner did niagara 411 live talk about this event kevin uh, and suggest that we not switch back then this happens i did not know we had this kind of influence on the united states senate i did not realize the power and scope of this program it's amazing u.s senate passed a bill this week to make daylight saving time last all year. 
which might push Canada to follow suit. You might remember last week, we talked about the fact that uh, Ontario was, had, had kicked this idea around and, and uh, really wanted to, to pursue it. And uh, the only thing that they needed was the agreement of New York State and Quebec. And then, and then uh, we would all be in a happy place. We'd all be in this light, nice little daylight saving time circle. Well, there's the first great big uh, thing to drop. In, in a video posted to his Twitter account, a Massachusetts Senator, Ed Markey, said that the Senate approved, uh, uh, unanimously approved a legislation that would make daylight time permanent all across the United States. Good for British Columbia as well. British Columbia announced that they were right on the verge of, you know, they're on the cusp of being pushed over the edge into the, the daylight saving time all year round. And, uh, and it, could, it could happen. Now, it's not going to happen overnight because it's not just the Senate in the U.S. that has to approve this, which they've done. It's got to go through the House and go through the whole wham and the, the whole Nancy Pelosi needs to weigh, weigh in the, uh, the opposition leader and all this stuff. So, so there's a lot to, lot to do. There was a comment from last week, from last week's show. So there's legislation to stop this foolishness, but New York State is the holdup. Well, kind of. Kind, not really the holdup. There isn't legislation currently in place in, uh, in Canada or Ontario to, to not move on, but it would probably happen pretty quickly if the U.S. went forward with this thing. Uh, now, Kevin, there was another, and I can't remember the lady's name, she was a professor, and you know, somehow it always seems to be the academics that sort of throw a monkey wrench into the works. She, uh, from some university out west, Vancouver, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but she mentioned the fact that it wasn't, uh, she believed in staying with one time across the country, but not daylight time, she wanted it to be standard time because that's the one that is supposedly, in her opinion, closest to uh, the human body clock. Somebody needs to muzzle that lady. I think some, yeah, she needs a new job. <laughs> More sunlight at the end of the day, good. Less sunlight at the end of the day, bad. Did it affect you at all? Do you have any, uh, anything? No. Yeah? Never really do. I mean, I miss that hour of sleep. Because the cops don't like it. It affects me, though, in the winter. I, I hate it when it's dark at 445. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. If we could push that back an hour, I would trade an hour of darkness at 7 a.m. for an hour of light at 5 p.m. Oh. I think everybody would. Every single day of the year, which is why... And I, I think the only reason it messes up our body clocks, as the professor, the prof, was talking about, uh, is just because it's the change. If we were to stay with daylight, uh, our body clocks would, uh, human beings are pretty resourceful. We're pretty flexible. And I think that our biology would, uh, would, would catch up and we'd be fine if we didn't flip-flop back and forth. It'd actually be pretty easy. I think so. I mean, I'm over it now. It took me a couple days because I did feel a little funky, but I'm over it now. It'd be a lot easier than our current system where we're changing the clocks arbitrarily every spring and every fall. You know, we just never change the clocks. I, you know I, what's cool for me, though, is because uh, dogs don't know any different. Like animals don't. They just, they just do what they're going to do when they, when they feel like doing it. It doesn't matter whether it's... So my dog lets me sleep in now. She used to get me up at 7. Now she, you know, <laughs> it's at least 
half hour later. It's great. It's great. Coming up on the show today, uh, Joel Carrier is going to be joining us. Uh, Joe is manager of uh, a couple of bands that I know that you have heard of at one time or another, City and Color, as well as Alexis on Fire. You may be more familiar with Alexis on Fire. They've been around a longer time, um, but uh, City and Color is also connected, and we'll talk more about that uh, in a little while. But this is the first time in many, many years that there's been a great big collection of artists uh, over a period of a few days in Montebello Park in St. Catharines. It's sort of like winding back the clock. It's called Born and Raised Concert Series. It's coming up this summer from June 30th to July 3rd and of course it's going to run through Canada Day which means uh, it's going to just ramp up the celebration uh, that much more. So we've got uh, day one, we got City and Color, Sam Roberts Band, uh, Busy Waters, we got Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent, Hot Water, and then uh, they flip it around some, and uh, of course the two headliners for, uh, for this concert for this few days uh, are City and Color and Alexis on Fire. Now, Joel is the manager of those two bands. He is also uh, owner of Dine Alone Records and uh, he's going to be joining us to talk more about this at uh, at about 12:15 today also it's been a pretty successful i think um food drive for the niagara regional police service their spring food drive started i believe kevin what was it monday yeah it was a week-long initiative yeah got so underway catching the final two days yeah so uh constable jim mccarthy uh is uh, going to be joining us he is the lead uh, on this NRPS food drive this year that benefits all 12 municipalities in the region of Niagara. So it's a great initiative uh, for these law enforcement folks that uh, look after us every day. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this is some of the, a real relief and some of the most uh, fun and a change of pace for these ladies and gentlemen that uh, participate in, uh, in the NRPS food drive and uh, kudos to them. An interesting story connected to one of those locations, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit uh, a little bit later. So, Kevin, how was March break? You, you, we always use you and your family as the litmus test for everything to do with school-aged children. Ever since the whole COVID thing started, almost uh, well, I guess it is now two years ago, March. March 2020. This is like the second anniversary of, of, the, of the big announcement of COVID and our lives changed and probably remember, forever. Remember last year, March break was pushed to April and then all of a sudden, no, hey, yeah. they never went back to school again. Yeah. Uh, so now March break was great. My parents came down and it was so nicely to be in an environment for the first time in two years where we weren't meeting outside, meeting in the garage, keeping our distance, wearing masks, yeah. this and that. It was just such a normal visit. My parents could come in, get all the hugs that they wanted from the grandkids, <laughs> and it just warms your heart. It was so normal. It was so normal. And it felt so great. So that You're was good, kind I'm of glad. the focal point of our, of our um, March break. The kids could, did go down to Welland Monday morning and took part in like a little uh, day camp thing that was uh, Lego creations, and they just go crazy for Lego. 
on Friday, they're going to be doing a, um, a little uh, a hunt. I think like a treasure hunt out yeah. on Merritt Island. Cool. We'll go public skating nice. and things like that. So, yeah, really having a, a fun time. And I'll tell you, I can't wait to get home today. Look at that sunshine outside. going to be oh, 12, 13 man. degrees. We're going to tear up the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're talking about going for a, a, a drive and doing things. Just one, one quick little thing as a tip that you might want to be aware of. If you're familiar with that drive between uh, Niagara Falls and Chippewa, there's that place called Dufferin Island, right? Okay, so when my wife and I uh, drove by there, they've changed the entrance and the exit. They've flipped them, flipped them around. Yeah. And it, it discombobulated me for, uh, for a little while, because we drove past the exit, and I mean, there's no big sign there or anything. Where the sign is, is, uh, is well, what is now the exit? What used to be the entrance? If you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Absolutely, and that was a change. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. They changed it this year. You know what? I think because of the uh, the backlog of cars, it made a little more sense because it used to be the cars would all come from the Horseshoe Falls to go to the Festival of Lights, mm. and the entrance would be on the south side. Oh, and they figured it would be easier if you just went in that first... And exactly. And it okay. was a lot easier because trying to get out sometimes, there'd be a line of cars and that would okay. back everybody up. So I think it was a Festival of Lights thing. I think logistically it made okay. a little more sense. We actually did go down to the Festival of Lights this year and it was a little easier to get in and get around. On that basis, I will withdraw any, uh, any contrary comments that I might have been ready to make because that makes perfect sense now if you're coming. That being said... If you're coming from the other direction, you know. Anyway, so just be aware of that. If you're, if you're a, a native Niagaran or have lived here for a long time, be aware of the fact that if you want to drive through there. Now, there really isn't any reason to drive through there right now, Festival of Lights being over. And unless you're a real cold water swimmer, there's really no, no need to go, uh, to go in there. But it just uh, it, it got my attention. We have with us... Uh, Joel Carrieri is manager, as I mentioned earlier, City in Color and Alexis on Fire, two great Canadian bands, um, and uh, also owner of Dynalone Records. And uh, Joel, this is going to be a pretty damned exciting summer coming up. This is cool. Yeah, I'm really, uh, well, not just me, but our office and the bands are really excited to uh, go back home and uh, throw a big, a large scale concert event. Now, Give us the genesis of this. When uh, when did you start trying to put this together? Um, well, it was formulated uh, over some late evenings at my office with uh, my friend Naz at Live Nation. And then it started uh, coming into play last summer. Uh, we started dealing with it and going for site walks and talking to the city and okay. uh, the different members of the uh, city council. And just seeing if it was feasible from uh, like just like being able to use Montebello in such a way that it's like a four day uh, large scale concert event. And and then we've kind of been plowing through, uh, you know, COVID in our way has made it a little difficult. But here we are on announce and uh, it feels really good to have out there. It seems like there's a general uh, enthusiasm, excitement across different uh generations of people back home and uh, even like leading up here to Toronto by the you know the text messages that we're getting uh, people seem pretty stoked on it which is a uh, nice to see one of the things that surprised me a little bit Joel when I first heard about this even when it was in the planning stages 
was the fact that municipalities like St. Catharines and others, I mean, I'm not labeling St. Catharines per se, but mm -hmm. tend, tend to sometimes be a little gun-shy when it comes to putting on large events like this, and sometimes uh, they take that discretion being the better part of valor sort of position and uh, mm -hmm. say, well, no, I think, I, think, I think that's too big an event, or I think it could get out of hand, or I think this or that or, or whatever. And for the fact that it was given the green light, I thought was pretty, right. uh, pretty, pretty good. Well, I do believe, uh, you know, now I have some acquaintances uh, that are part of the city council and me being 45 and having been uh, in St. Catharines most of my life and throwing concerts and being one of the owners of Scene Music Festival for several years, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the people now that are in a position to kind of uh, dictate whether we can or can't do this, um, saw what we did back then and it was always a really enjoyable good time it was good for the community it was never as crazy as people thought now yeah uh you know yeah sure there's going to be some noise you, you move near a park um that being said we've reached out to the local community and let them know and the feedback's been pretty positive we haven't really had any complaints from anyone and you know i think downtown st Catharines could use a boost of energy uh, and I know the local businesses definitely could use a boost of energy, uh, specifically after COVID. And so I think bringing like 40,000 people over the course of a weekend downtown um, isn't the worst thing. Now, there is a, a connection. There is a sort of a DNA connection between the two headlining bands of which you're uh, manager of, uh, City of Color and, uh, and Alexis on Fire. Can you... Can, can you draw that lineage for us? Yeah, sure. Well, Dallas Green uh, from St. Catharines was in uh, band Helicon Blue, then went on to join uh, or start uh, Alexis on Fire. Right. Uh, he'd always done solo uh, projects uh, in St. Catharines and around. And then so City and Color started shortly thereafter. I started dining alone with Dallas to put out City and Color and kind of give it its own identity outside of Alexis on Fire. Not that we don't respect and love Alexis, it's just giving sure. its own uh, laneway. So the Dine and, Alone um, Records was so, an offshoot of this new initiative? Uh, Dine Alone Records, yeah, we started this to put out City and Colors okay. records 15, cool. 16 years ago. All right, sorry to interrupt, um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it keeps going. It's like uh, there's a bunch of uh, intersections, but to break it down the most simple way is Dallas is in both bands. They have different audiences. They're in different genres. Uh, both very large, both very credible um, and successful. And we've worked really hard to do that <laughs> as a collective. Uh, and, so, you know, we're. And so, the, do, the, do the bands uh, entertain together often? Or. Uh, no, uh, this, no? Will, this, this is the first time in 15 to 20 years. That City and Color and Alexis of um, Fire have played together. Wow! I think, I think we maybe one of my scene festivals in the early two thousands. Yeah, Dow maybe played early and Alexis headlined. Um, so uh, yeah, this will be like the first major scale event where um, both bands are uh, the headliners. 
Kevin, did you say you ha did you have something that you wanted to? No. Okay. Um, I I just thought <laughs> I thought I saw him waving at me in the in the in the background there. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, hey, if, if I'm going to hop in, talk about the uh, talk about the lineups because not everybody might be familiar with all the bands. And uh, I think tickets sure. go on sale today, right? Like yeah. 10 a.m. this morning. Today. So you did yeah, have something. See. Yeah, look at that. We're all, this is great. Yes, tickets are on sale. The pre-sale happened the last couple days, uh, but on sale, the proper on sales today. Um, the line up is predominantly Canadian uh, with a couple of our American friends. Most of the bands on the bill are friends of ours. So the bill was put together really um, with personal calls that we made to some pals. And in explaining, you know, one, maybe where St. Catharines was, uh, and in what we wanted to do in St. Catharines. And so the bills came together quite nicely, um, you know, with Sam Roberts, which is a household name based on his radio yeah. play, I believe, uh, through 97.7 and Edge and Indy. And then Ruby Waters is uh, an upcoming female artist uh, from Toronto who's getting some radio play. And we've been bringing uh, her, when I say we, sitting color around the world for the last uh, couple of years. She's mm -hmm. unbelievable. And then Chastity is another uh, friend of the family who's on Dynalone Records, and um, Dallas and George actually sing on a new song on a new Chastity record. Um, and then I think the following day on, on Canada Day, uh, Brooklyn Social Scene, I think, is a bit of a household name. Um, been around for a while, and they haven't played St. Catharines in about 20-something years, and I promoted the last show they played at the Hideaway in St. Catharines about 20 years ago. <laughs> and then um, this band, Elliot, from Kentucky, um, they... We're just massive fans of them, and they're coming back. Uh, for example, I think even Dallas has lyrics tattooed on his arm. So there is a big <laughs> pocket of uh, people in St. Catharines. Because I used to work the Sam the Recordman, right? And I used to play Elliot all the time. So there's a pocket of people that are over the moon excited to see Elliot play. So the bill just keeps going, and obviously Billy Talent has a bunch of sold-out arena shows around. Yeah, for sure. Asking them to come play with us wasn't really difficult because we've been kind of, um, you know, co-headlining and playing with them around the world for a very long time and Jordan from Alexis on Fires and Billy Talent so it just keeps on going there's a lot of connections Doom's Children is Wade from Alexis on Fires other band and he's opening on the Sitting Color date and that's like a psychedelic rock thing which is really cool so and then the Sunday night uh, you know all new up-and-comers with like a band called Pup uh, Cleopatra and OBGMs so we've tried to kind of cross over multi-generations, multi-genres, um, just kind of hit everything we can to make a, a really good experience for the it, fans it, coming. It sounds like it's going to be a, a whale of fun now. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Joel, yeah. Uh, live music, uh, mm -hmm. it's, no, it's no secret, has taken a hit over the last couple Ooh, of years. Yeah. Live Nation is probably one of the, if not the best known concert promoter, uh, promoting companies on the planet right now. Um, yep. Obviously their business uh, has been uh, affected over the last couple of years as well. What, from a business perspective, what sort of risk is involved in staging an event like this uh, in this brand new world we're living in? Right. Well, you know, Live Nation, like the people that are at Live Nation are working on this are also friends. So it's been uh, pleasurable in that sense. But as far as the risk, COVID created a uh, like a clog in um, 
uh, in everything, uh, supply specifically. So when you're building out a new event from the ground up, like which Montebello Park is, like you have to think of everything from power uh, to emergency vehicles, yeah. um, where the washrooms go. Like you're building this thing from ground up. Uh, so when you're building it from ground up, it's usually par for the course. We know what we're doing, but when fencing has become more difficult to find and washrooms and trailers, it just took a little bit longer for us to really build this festival out based on having this wet blanket of COVID over us. We're and also we're doing it, you know, we were doing this also locked down for what? We've been locked down for two years, but even the last three or four months with the Omicron, so we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't really meet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been difficult for sure. Um, obviously, everything's more expensive, which is a bummer. Um, <laughs> you know, just when it's just economics, really, when, you know, supply and demand. When there's not a lot of supply and a great demand, everything just goes up in price, as I think all of our friends uh, watching that were trying to build uh, decks and patios over the last two years yeah. uh, saw. What's the... So, um, what's the cost of a day pat do you I, i'm assuming you can buy a one two three four or whatever how do, how do you have yeah, the tickets I think though, the cost of each day was about 88 bucks okay. i think for the yeah. day and yeah. then you could buy a four-day pass for like i think it was like 250 or okay. something like that okay i think it was like basically buy three get one free and uh that was you know we're we know it's a little higher end on the ticket but you know comparable building a whole green space up was crazy being locked down for two years was yeah. nuts and then we kind of looked at like our peers and we're in the price point cheaper than some and like Lady Gaga sells a ticket for $350 for an hour and a half show. I was going to say 300, yeah, $300 gets you a 4-day weekend. So it's not bad. And and it's and it's it's what like a 10 or 12 hour day? No, no, we're keeping it uh, what we really wanted to do was keep it more of a concert series and a festival. So it's four bands a day. Uh, doors okay. are at four thirty. We'll kill it at ten thirty. Some bands will play longer. Okay, but this, it, it, it's still six six to seven yeah. hours of entertainment for that money. Totally, and we're definitely curating the whole site with the food and beverages and uh, activations. So we're curating the whole thing. So you should have a good time and you shouldn't have the craziest lines lineups. Um, now, this this runs through Canada Day, obviously, because it goes from June thirtieth to the third of July. Yes. So it, run, weekend, it yeah. runs through Canada Day. Are is is the city or other groups or what? How, how have you coordinated the whole Canada Day thing with the concert? Well, it's not. We're just kind of looking at it as a long weekend more than anything. Okay. Um, and you know, we've had different friends and acquaintances through the city council, like from the Parks Commission that we've been working with and we're going to be in town uh, talking to the city council in uh, I think two weeks I have to okay. check uh, but everyone's got a general enthusiasm towards it like having the independent businesses struggle uh, the way they did and uh, we're not going to get into how our government handled it yeah. um, but you know the independent businesses took a massive hit uh, and, and downtown's littered with independent businesses Yep. So for us to kind of bring something like this to St. Catharines, because, you know, in Toronto, each one of these days would probably do 30,000 tickets on its own in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So to bring it to St. Catharines, which is our hometown, which, you know, we we love and we, we just miss. And, you know, seeing our city struggle and even the music community there and arts kind of having struggled uh, a bit, it's we're really enthusiastic that 
throw such an interesting concert series and uh, hopefully uh, people react to it and maybe we can do this again. All right. Um, fast. It's, uh, I, I think it's just a, a huge, huge bonus for Niagara as a whole, St. Catharines in particular, that an mm -hmm. event like this uh, has green lights and thumbs up and everything else to, to go on because it's a little bit of a, a blast from the past, as we used to say in the old, in the old radio days, uh, that yeah. a lot of people, frankly, uh, Joel, were skeptical as to whether we mm -hmm. would ever see these kinds of events again in our in yeah. our municipalities and it's uh, kudos to you and live nation and all of the bands for jumping on board for this and once again uh they say repetition sells so tell us again how we find out more about you where we get the tickets and the whole nine yeah. yards um tickets are on sale today Ticketmaster, um born and raised i think it's called born and raised music series or concert series.com um or go to dialogue records uh, or any of the band's websites. It's 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 pretty easy to find, and yeah, it's a four day. You could buy individual tickets, or you could buy a four pack over the four days. Yep. Um, yep. And it's right downtown, so you know it's easy to get to. There's a lot of parking. There's Ubers, taxis. Um, so yep. it shouldn't be as difficult as the previous shows we may have thrown in Niagara <laughs> okay. Lake. Speaking that of that, I, uh, am I right in the fact that you and Dallas? Um, used to both work at the Penn Center together or something back in Proudly. the back in the old days. Proudly worked at the Penn Center. I worked at the Sam's Recommend for quite a long time. Sam's, yeah. And uh, Dal worked at the theater. The, I don't know if it was Cineplex or Famous Players. Um, and West Forty Nine, and I think he Moonlight at Sunrise Records as well. So yeah, mm. we met in the mall. I uh, sold him some records, and then he was in a cool band, and that's where all this started at that's the awesome. Sam's Recommend at Penn Center. So nice for it to be Niagara homegrown too. You know, I really just just a just a personal note, a bit yeah. of a rant. What really really bugged me is when 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 Ticketmaster pulled out of places like Sunrise Records and things, because that was always the easiest place to go buy tickets for yeah, I know. for concerts. It just ah uh, oh, so irritating. Well, I will say, um, at, when I when I left Sam the Record Man. And went over to Sunrise Records right before I never had a job again and just created my own jobs. I hated selling tickets. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> it was such a difficult... I understand. It was so difficult. Uh, but no, uh, from the other side of it, having <laughs> bought hundreds of thousands of tickets, it feels like in my life. I liked going to Sunrise Records at the Lincoln Mall to buy my tickets and talking yeah. to Chad and Troy. And the All guys. right, I get you. I'm here to yeah. sell and talk about music. I don't want to be doing tickets. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's amazing. Appreciate you doing this. All right, awesome. man. Uh, Joel Carrier, uh, manager of Alexis on Fire, City and Color. Uh, it's the Born and Raised concert series happening in Niagara June 30th to July 3rd. Great lineup. Uh, just do uh, search Born and Raised Concert and you'll find the website and everything there is uh, to go along with it. Um, Joel, A, thank you for, um, for initiating something like this along with your friends at Live Nation, uh, as well as congratulations for uh, winding your way through the bureaucracies of, uh, of municipal politics to get this done. Right. Because that's not an easy thing to do. So. Uh, well, uh, congrats, and uh, we wish you all the best with the show. Thank you very much. Have a good day, everyone. Take care, man.
That's right. a hell of a bill. That's a hell of a bill on that cap too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So I sure you gotta get off me. But like, I usually have a better setup. But I was late on a phone call with uh, some, and then so I'm just on my phone in our little studio, and I got. I'm looking at myself. I'm Looks like, like you're from the it. platypus family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone watching. <laughs> I'll get someone younger next time to do this for me. Take care, man. All right, bye. <laughs> that is a cap and a half. It's and it's only because of the the angle of the camera <laughs> makes everything look. See how big my hands are. That's <laughs> Lee. I gotta say, I uh, I hopped on the pre-sale, the artist pre-sale, because I had to make sure that I got my tickets. I am so stoked for this. I Good. think it's unprecedented in St. Catharines. Well, it sh yeah, certainly has been a long time since something like this has happened. As I, and I said, as I said, a lot of municipalities across the country, and I'm not just exaggerating, across the country, shy away from large uh, events like this because. Well, people get afraid, and they don't want public opinion to, you know, and all the rest of it. But it sounds like they got all their security bases covered, and all the logistics covered, and uh, everybody's on on board to make sure it's a professionally run event. Where you run into problems with events like this sometimes is if the people go into it not prepared, uh, and that is certainly not going to be the case with this, by the sounds of it. They, they, it looks like they've crossed all their T's, dotted all the I's. And uh, everybody's on board with it, so it looks it looks great. Lee, a little later in the show, I was at Montebello Park. I was envisioning the concert, but I also came across some um, some questionable graffiti. So we'll yeah. get to that story. Um, the NRPS they're doing their spring food drive, and we've got Constable. Have we got Jay? Yeah, we got Jay. So all right, well let's swing right on over to uh, Niagara Regional Police Service Constable Jay McCarthy. Uh, Constable McCarthy, how are you doing today? Good, sir. How are you? I am absolutely great. Sir is my dad, by the way, so that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> now you 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 are the uh, you are the lead guy, kind of in the this uh, Niagara food drive this year. Is that would that be a fair statement? Yeah, that that's correct, my friend. Uh, yeah, I, I ran it last year as well, so this is our second annual community food drive. But being part of the, uh, I myself being part of the community engagement unit, yeah. this is just one of many opportunities for us to get out in the pub, out, out within the community and, and interact with the public. And what better way to do that is to, um, you know, run a food drive. Now you started, uh, this started on Monday and it runs through tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. How, uh, give us, give us an update on how it's been going and uh, what you're, what you're, how you're doing with your goals for this year. So it's going really good. Um, our goals are to beat our numbers from last year. So just a quick overview. It's uh, 12 grocery stores over five days and supports nine local registered food banks here in the Niagara region. Last year, we over the five days, we we were able to get twenty one uh, roughly twenty one thousand pounds of food wow. donations wow. and just under fourteen thousand dollars in cash. So far this week, um, I believe we're on pace to either match that or even beat it. Right. You know, the it's just I, I'm not surprised because you know I was born and raised here in this community, and. Um, you know, I'm, it makes me really proud uh, to obviously serve as a police officer, but the overwhelming support, it's just amazing. People want to help. Um, and even with everything that's going on in the world today and the struggles that people have had over the last two years with COVID, 
Um, this is, they're always looking to help. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to, to meet all these people. And um, it's a good opportunity for them to do that. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. A lot of, a lot of people are not aware probably of the community group that is part of the Niagara Regional Police Service. Can you explain that to us? You mentioned the, the name of it a little, a little while ago. Can you talk to us a bit about that? I sure can, yeah. So what happened is um, for years we had um, a school resource officer unit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's still in play, but uh, the service has really acknowledged over the last few years, specifically over the last few years, we've always been community-based. Um, but they really acknowledge that, hey, we got we to gotta do a better job and get out in the community and hit the ground running, like a little bit old school policing. Um, right. You may remember, like whenever we used to have beat, beat officers that would strictly walk the beat. Oh, yeah, those um, were the days. And right? now we're focused. Yeah, and, and and that was great because there's always, there's a large, there's a large uh, percentage of the community that just doesn't get an opportunity to interact with police in a, say, in, a oh, in a positive way. Absolutely, absolutely, right? Like when you're out walking the streets, that gives people an opportunity to, to just say hi and get to know you as a person yeah. and understand that this isn't who we are. This is what we do as a job, but it's much more than a job. It's a profession. But um, yeah, just getting to hang out with people on, on a day-to-day -day basis, just walking the streets and, and helping people, whether it's some homeless issues um, youth in our community, whether it's at schools, uh, in, in, uh, at skate parks, or just when they're out walking the streets. Um, so yeah, we have more of a community-based uh, approach moving forward, and we got a lot of support from the service, and we definitely got the support from the community, so we're excited to, to do it. Well, uh, good news. Um, Jay, when you said serving nine food banks, now those, those nine food banks or community banks, uh, they actually ultimately serve all 12 municipalities in Niagara. For example, St. Catharines and Niagara uh, share, or St. Catharines and Thorold uh, are a, sort of a, a partnership with theirs. And there are other, uh, Wayne Fleet and, uh, is it Wayne Fleet and Grimsby? Um, I can't so it'd remember. So um, Wayne Fleet would be tied in with probably Port Cares of po Port, Port Colburn. Colburn? Port Colburn, yeah. 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 So, so all 12 municipalities do benefit from this from this drive, so I'm assuming the, the the dollars and the food that is raised that, that are raised in these different locations go right back into those municipalities that you're located in. Is that is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, you're absolutely correct on that one. So, for example, today we have officers at two grocery stores in the St. Catharines. We're at the No Frills on uh, Lake on uh, Lake Street, and then we're also at the Superstore on Fourth uh, Avenue there. And all of that goes to community care, but right. it's community care, St. Catharines and Thorold. So, so that community. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You finish. No, I'm just saying that, um, you know, we'd like to be in every every city, even the small ones, like, for example, Thorold or Niagara-on-the-Lake or Virgil. But all of those, all the everything that we raise goes to. So for today, example, all the food donations go to community care as a, as a whole. But Everything we raise today also supports Thorold. So right, tomorrow so would be Niagara Falls. We're doing two stores in Niagara Falls. Everything goes to Project Share, yep. but people from Niagara on the Lake can draw from that as well. Awesome. Um, when 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 is it over? When does it end? And what's the two-part question? 
what's the yeah. easy what's the easiest way we can help and how long is it running so we're on day four today it ends tomorrow in Niagara Falls we're going to be at the food basics in uh, Montrose and we're going to be at the Zayers on Morrison and that it ends at three o'clock so we've been running it daily from nine to three mm -hmm. people can do one of two things they can show up they can donate food at the grocery store in person they can give a monetary donation if they would like to or people can go to niagarapolice.ca or feedniagara.ca and there'll be a link there for the food drive and my actual email address is there so i've kind of put it out to anybody that maybe can't make it due to covid reasons or maybe they can't make it because they're traveling this this week through march break mm -hmm. um or we or if a, if a corporate sponsor wants to make a donation then we can go that route and they can just send me an email and then um i can help them awesome jay uh i would i would be i would be remiss if i didn't bring up this this story and i don't know if if you are can even talk about it or not but something that just kind of made us giggle here was the story that there i think it was at your grimsby location at the superstore there where there were a couple of folks uh in the store uh shopping with the idea of not necessarily paying for what they were shopping for Do, are you aware of that story so funny thing um <laughs> you know me being the one responsible and uh organizing this event i jump around from store to store and location to location to make sure everything's good to go yeah radio interviews tv interviews new newspaper interviews whatever I just happened to show up at the superstore around noon on Wednesday, and that's when the store the store manager came up and approached me and said, "Hey, Jay, I kind of got an issue in the store. Can you help me out?" And I, so I was actually the officer that uh, tracked him down. Outside. You were the guy. You were the guy. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's funny you asked that. So I was actually the one that actually tracked him down outside. Uh, I know there was a media release on it, so absolutely no issues talking about it. Okay. But um, at the end of the day. It was, uh, you know, a male and a female that went into the store and um, they clearly took, it was just under $1,200 worth of goods. Um, and, you know, with officers being at the front door, you would think that that would deter them. It obviously didn't. Um, and then when they leave the store, we don't question them. We don't question what they have in their bag because they, we just assume that everybody paid for it, right? Like, yeah, sure. It's not like we're the we're we're the at Costco. We're going to check the receipt and you know <laughs> throw a throw a throw a sharpie mark on a forty-five degree angle across and say have a good day. But yeah, of course not. Um, yeah, the funny part was was they decided to uh, just kind of hang out about twenty-five feet from the door after they left, not knowing that it was them, and they were kind of hiding in the bushes and. Um, with some help of some store employees and actually a couple um, customers, they pointed them out for us and uh, they were able to help us out. So again, some nice teamwork there. They were able to get all $1,200, we'll call it $1,200, I think it was just under, uh, of all their merchandise back. And uh, unfortunately for those two people, they uh, they ended up uh, had some charges come their way. So, so what would somebody like? What would somebody get charged with, like uh, attempted theft under five thousand? Or uh, so that was because they actually, yeah, they actually left the store yeah. with it. And there's video of it. We have evidence of it. One of the one of the uh, employees seen them loading the uh, the goods into the bags. Um, so that was a witness, and so it'd be theft under five thousand dollars. And then I believe the one, the one gentleman was breaching because he was um, 
he had done this multiple multiple times, so he obviously wasn't keeping the piece. Okay. To be in a good well, so. it's it's too bad there. It's too bad as as part of uh, uh, the code that there isn't some sort of stupidity charge, because that would be definitely applicable in this case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, can I just ask one question of Charles happens, McCarthy? You know, but you... uh, sorry, it's it's Kevin here. I'm yeah. just off screen. I know you don't see me. Based on what you said, was this a case where in the store they went through the self-checkout and just didn't scan anything? No, they, they it's very common at that at that location for people to just go. So basically they walk in the store and they grab some of those, um, you know, the not the disposable bags, but the, the reusable bags, grocery bags. Yeah. They just grab them right there off the shelf and then they go and load up whatever and then they, they, they kind of make a, a run for it type thing at that store. Unfortunately, the uh, the store owners and the, the employees' hands are a bit tied. Um, they usually have loss prevention working, but uh, they figured with us being there that day, maybe they didn't need us. But apparently, twelve hundred dollars later, and uh, wow. we're fortunate to be able to help them and and, and get that stuff back. So well, thanks I, for I telling took, the. Took the yeah. Yeah, I took the opportunity actually to kind of have a chat with both of them on on a positive note as a form of rehabilitation and saying, you know, here we are, there's three officers here trying to, to help the community. We're raising, it all goes to a good cause uh, to, to help put food back on the shelves for the food banks. I said, maybe instead of coming here and stealing food, especially and walking past three police officers that are trying to do a good thing for community members, maybe you stop doing what you're doing and maybe you go to the food bank and uh, maybe you start taking that approach, but unfortunately, Good for uh, you. you know, history with that, Good it's, it's well, too bad. Uh, Jay, I'm, 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 glad we, I'm glad we have uh, you and officers like you on our force. Congratulations on a successful week. Thank you for telling us that story. And what a great follow-up, you know, suggesting, hey, there are other ways that you can uh, get assistance in our community. So well done. Uh, and again, congratulations. Uh, good luck uh, today and tomorrow. And I hope we have a chance to talk again soon. It was great. Thanks. You bet. Can I quickly add one thing? Absolutely. So right now, I don't know if you can see it behind me, but I'm actually standing out in front of Post Serial in Niagara Falls. I can see that. And um, the manager here for the second year in a row has very grace, gracefully, and um, we I mean, thank you. I just, I tell him thank you. It just doesn't seem to be enough, but uh, Damien's the manager's name here. And for the second year in a row, he's do de uh, donated 250 cases of cereal wow. to those nine food banks. So that's what I'm doing today. That's why you probably don't see me with actual uh, uniform on. But today I'm actually delivering about 30 to 35 cases of, ce of cereal to each individual food bank. I'm doing it in person to, and with an opportunity to maybe take some pictures and just say thank you to the food banks for uh, all that they do. Um, of course, they want to turn around and thank us, but that's a, it's a very small part, and it's a, it's teamwork. If it wasn't for Great. the officers, the food banks, the grocery store owners, managers, um, people like yourself, um, my friend Pat Porter at 91.7 does interviews. Uh, I got Coach Co. did a TV interview. So you got everybody that's willing to want to get help promote this for us, and I appreciate you taking the time to reaching out to, reaching out to me today. Um, Glad to, to give do me it. an opportunity to talk about this. Happy to do it. It's what we're all about. Uh, Constable Jay McCarthy, uh, lead on the uh, NRPS uh, Spring Food Drive. Jay, thanks for being here. Thank you to Post that we see behind uh, for that generous donation and to all of you in Niagara for playing a part in this. Jay, uh, enjoy your weekend. You've earned a, a bit of a rest. Thanks.
Yeah, you bet. And a uh, quick shout out to everybody in the community. We wouldn't be able to do what we do if it wasn't for all of you. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Well, we kind of we, we kind of killed a lot of birds with uh, one stone there, Kevin. Some great stories. There was a there was a comment uh, on that story below on Niagara four one one, and I I don't know who put it up there, but uh, it was it was so funny. It's like I don't rob grocery stores very often, but when I do, I do it when there are lots of police around. <laughs> Oh gosh, and I mean, yeah, like that one. That one comment says there. There are uh, there are lots of shoplifters around. I mean, you see, um, I was surprised when I saw. They've had more and more and more uh, security offers at uh, like LCBOs and places like that, and I was talking to one of the uh, one of the cashiers that I know there, and uh, she said, "Oh, it, it's a, it's amazing how many people walk out of here with." with products and or try to and a lot of them succeed too it's amazing how they do i don't know i don't have enough guts to do that but uh, what what a great story oh a couple of people and but what i was impressed though too with kevin is how jay handled that he had a conversation with these people instead of just clapping them in irons and throwing them in the back of a cruiser and sending them off to their fate he says hey there are ways, if you're hungry, that the community can support you. And maybe you should use some of those locations instead of trying to steal it and get into trouble. And I thought, wow, what, a, what an amazing officer. What a great representative for the Niagara Regional Police Service. You deserve this guy. That is for sure. Okay. Um, that's a couple of uh, couple of fun uh, fun interviews. There's so many great things going on around here, Kevin, and th I get the feeling that we are in this post-COVID bubble that is just about ready to burst wide open because of the repressed activities over the last couple of years. I think people are ready to do things. I think they're ready to feel things and help out and. Um, be innovative and open businesses or change how they've done businesses or reopen or expand or or whatever um, I, I, I was in um, one eatery in Niagara which shall remain nameless uh, over the past week and it wasn't anywhere near not anywhere near what it was pre-COVID the product wasn't anywhere near as good. The service wasn't anywhere near as good. Almost all of the people were new. People, at least owners, are starting to uh, need to ramp back up. And it takes time to get to your, back up to your former self. And, and I, I really wish for all of the companies that that happens sooner than later. Because uh, there's, some, there's some work to be done to, to rebuild what we're doing here. Now, Lee, uh, if somebody is looking to feel like their former self, uh, we got a brand new sponsor on the show this week, and we want to welcome Yona's Authentic Beauty of Niagara because that's exactly what they do there. Yeah. Uh, Yona's Authentic Beauty uh, of Niagara is located at 26 Juliana Road in, uh, in Grimsby. And 
you saw that uh, that logo that Kevin that Kevin threw up there uh, from the Niagara 411, and uh, the Botox and fillers and like all all of these beauty uh, treatments and procedures that have become very very popular over the years. And you can see all this stuff on uh, on Niagara 411 that is up there. One of the things that we wanted to mention to you though is that, uh, and we talked to Yona earlier off off air just to ask her a couple questions and become more familiar with her business uh, she does operate uh, out of a residential uh, address at 26 Juliana Road but she is a licensed nurse injector now I myself had not heard that designation before but apparently it is a very important one for when you're talking of uh, procedures like Botox, fillers, and, and those kinds of things, you have to be well-trained, accredited, and reputable with what you do. And that's a designation that I had not heard of before, a licensed nurse injector. On top of that, you have to be a licensed nurse practitioner. Like a, a regular licensed and accredited nurse in the nursing profession accredited by all those associations in Ontario uh, and that is what Yona Yona does so um, that's kind of neat and we thank her for for kind of throwing her uh, small weight behind the program and again uh, we thank Gales Gas Bars for fueling this program as they have done in Niagara for the last 50 plus years. It's been a rough go for gas station operators. We've had a bit of a respite over the last uh, while because uh, prices have moderated somewhat, but don't count on that continuing. I heard the, uh, there was also a post I saw, Kevin from Gales, that our country's carbon tax is going to be going up again. Anytime you have a carbon tax go up or down, it affects the price of fuel. So um, we thank Gales for not only supporting Niagara, but also supporting this program. There's, this, there's the, the graph right there. Now it's too small for you to read on screen at the moment, but you can go there and, uh, and uh, increase the font and have a look at it. But did you know the federal carbon charge is increasing on April the 1st? And a lot of things, and uh, I like the fact that, that Gales is, uh, announces things like this, because these are things that normally happen, Kevin, behind the scenes. You don't, we don't really see all of this in, all, in, uh, in, in the public eye. It's something between the government and the, and the business. And, and they pass it on uh, or not to the consumer, depending on what the situation is. So... These are all the things that put pressure on that business. Ontario, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. Mar April 1st to March 31st, uh, uh, 2022, it was at a certain level. And then beginning April 1st, you see it goes from 0 0.0884 per liter to 0 0.1105 per liter. Now, it may not, on the face of things, seem that much. But you add things, say you're putting 50 liters of fuel into your vehicle. Now do the math and the number of vehicles that come through your 
your facility. I now mean, do the math. Lee, you're talking uh, three cents a liter. That's significant. It is significant. Every, everybody's gas just went up three cents a liter, so you know, yeah. buck fifty, two bucks every every tank. Yeah, and uh, and then the operator has to decide. Okay, how do we handle this? We got another. We have another three cents a liter uh, tax to pay. What are we passing on to the consumer? What are we not passing on to the consumer? Do we or don't we? And how much if we do? And uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a headbanger. So. Um, these these companies have their challenges, and we appreciate uh, the support of Gales and what you do in the community. Performance Heating and Air, uh, Carlo and the gang. Uh, it's about time we had a chat with Carlo, I think, Kevin, in the not-too-distant uh, future. Find out how his winter was and how spring's going on. Probably a good time for checking your furnaces going and your air conditioning going into the, the warmer season and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would think. also want to pass along uh, my condolences. I believe Carlo lost his mother recently. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Uh, to Carlo and the family, I know, I know you're grieving. You are right, though, in saying that, you know, hey, 17 degrees, if you're thinking about flipping on that air conditioner and all of a sudden you find that it's not blowing cold air, Yeah. Uh, Carlo's the guy to call. He's got a yeah. great team up there in Thorold. Um, you know, they're, they're family people here and they care about families in Niagara. Yeah, uh, Carlo, I had not been privy to that information and our condolences uh, to you and your family um, on the passing of your mom. It's a hard, hard road to hoe. Uh, Virgin Insurance Brokers, uh, Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk, the gang over there on Ontario Street, uh, another born and bred Niagara company. We appreciate uh, you supporting us here at uh, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. It's, all, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. Um, Kevin, there was a few things happened this week. There was a picture that was really disturbing, and I suppose this is, for someone like me, it shouldn't be anything new, and we should be sort of immune to it. But that the needles, uh, there was a posting on Niagara 411 that Nick put up. By the way, Nick, uh, as always, thank you for the work you do. And uh, Nick's mom, howdy, again, hello, hello, hello. Sorry I didn't see your parents this week, Kevin. I know they were in town, but uh, they weren't here during Niagara 411 Live, so I didn't get a chance to see them. That was great. You know what we spent a lot of our time doing? Lee mm. was a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, yeah. And I forgot what a great time it is getting together as, as family or friends or what have you. It just gets you all involved in a project and you end up talking about this, that, and the other. And it's, it's a Loved, great bonding thing. Always, always, I always love puzzles. We used to do them all the time when we went up to the cottage. You know, it's one of those cottage things. Because in those days we didn't have the cottage, uh, we didn't have TVs and there's no cell phones and there's no computers. It's, so you actually had to talk to each other and, you know, bond and do those kinds of things that you'd never do at home. And, uh, and those are fun times, they're really... And you don't forget them either. They stick with you. And, and they'll stick with your, your kids. They'll remember that with... Uh, what do they call your grandparents? What, are they, what do you call them? Uh, grandma and Grandpa. Oh. And, well, that's on the yeah, other side. It's, other side, it's French, so they get Papère and Mamère. Oh, good. So it was pretty easy to just go Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, getting back to that picture that Nick threw up, because I know it disturbed you and you wanted to talk about it a little more, and a picture paints a thousand words. This. Now, you might not be able to tell exactly what it is until you look more closely. This is a pack of syringes, of needles, just obviously left there after the melting snow. And is that not... That's a, that is a curbside somewhere in the city of St. Catharines, is it not, Kevin? Yeah, it's right Oakdale Avenue. You can see there's a little park right there. Yeah. 
I think everybody's kind of at least driven down there a couple of times. And but it's not it's not unique to just that area. No, unfortunately. no, no, no. And uh, the reason I was pausing is. I have a hard time trying to verbalize my feelings when it comes to this. It's almost like I shouldn't be this naive, but I would like I would like to go through every one of my days believing that those scenes don't exist. But I know they do. And every time I see something like that it I feel I feel sad for the people that left them there. I guess is, yeah, it's a dangerous thing for people that are in the area that, that you know, or children that might pick them up if they're walking around or whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a safety hazard, etc. But I feel, I feel saddened for the people that left them behind. And I know that might sound corny, but that's how it strikes me. I wonder how, how they're doing today. What are they... Maybe there's some of those people that are breaking into stores to get money or like do stupid things to buy stuff that goes into those needles. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to put, pardon the pun, to put too fine a point on it, but it saddens me a little bit. It does. Now, Lee, uh, you? speaking of, uh, it, does it sadden me? I, I feel the same no, way you do. No, I, I, I was going someplace else. Okay, where are you going? Be, before, we, before we lose time. We were talking about Montebello Park earlier. Yes. And you took your fa you said you took your family down there and you had a story to tell. And before we run out of time, I thought maybe we should go there. Right. So March break, we go down to Montebello Park. I mean, a beautiful day like today, we might go down again. And not syringes or anything like that. The Parks and Rec do a great job of keeping the grounds clean at yeah, Montebello yeah, yeah. Park. And I was envisioning the great Born and Raised concert series that's going to come on Canada Day. My kids are playing on the uh, on the apparatus, the playground there, and I came across. Uh, well, here I'll, I'll pop it up on screen. What I came across here, Lee, and it's uh, I found it kind of. I don't know if I found it disturbing or kind of creepy, stupid. Okay, now that's that's the apparatus you've seen these in parks where kids can make funny faces in the mirror and they look, you know, and they get a giggle out of it, etc. But written, graffitied, graffitied on that convex mirror is this it's very poor graffiti by the way it's horrible like, they didn't really make a good attempt. Not, much, not much of an artist and there's the close-up yeah and look at so the we've flags. got in case in case yeah there you go we're looking at swastikas on a flag type drawing on either side of this stick person so that's the first thing like what the, the Pardon my French, like, what the hell is this about? Yeah. Like, really? You swastikas? Like, we're really... That's where we're at, Lee? People are... I don't know. Like, this is a, a joke graffiti. I don't... I don't see. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see that being a joke. You know, you're right. I guess, I guess what I mean a joke. It was. There's no it, humor there. It wasn't done lightly. What I mean is, it was like it's not good graffiti. I, I guess that's what I meant. Like. But there's no. So, but there's so lazy. There's I mean, no if you if you were doing it, a cartoon, if, no, if you're doing a cartoon or something like that, you would think, if you had any intelligence, you would be able to draw this image into a point, like of making a point. There's no point to be made here. That's what I was trying to say. You just said it better. <laughs> so then I started moving along the playground equipment. 
Okay, there, there's a larger shot. So you can picture that. Yeah, it's, again, there's the, a mirror. You know, you can only really see it on the right angle. Because here, you're like, oh, right, yeah, there, there he is. There's that guy. And then on the pole, there's this. My dad is the leader of the KKK. And then this uh, conehead figure. Uh, well, no, your dad is not the leader of the KKK, first of all. Second of all, uh, your writing and your, your drawing is just as crappy as the, the other one. And again, you're, not draw you're making no point. There is nothing to draw from this. It's not a protest because there's nothing there to protest. It's obviously a, a, a white supremacist kind of person that did it, but why? There's no, no connection to anything. Get it? And then there's this one where it's like, well, why don't we just take a shot at another group? Now this one makes absolutely zero. This this makes less sense than the others, and they didn't make any. Be gay, do crime. Oh well, there's 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 a relationship. What? Be gay, do crime. I was really more just disappointed disappointed in our city and also disappointed in these graffiti artists for their lack of artistry, their lack of messaging, and just the blatant disregard for sensitivity. Yeah. Just going after the, the real sore spots of yeah, society. Like what's, the, what's the point? I don't know. Like, what's okay, KKK, Nazis, homosexuality. That's yeah. Those are the points you're making? Going you're back still... to the way we were talking about before, I don't often do graffiti, but when I do, I'm an idiot. Oh. No, I don't know. Maybe I should write Citizens First or something like that and alert oh, the city I'm sure, to it. I, I'm, I'm sure people have reported it to the, the city fathers or city staff long before you've had an opportunity but to you do know, it. Now, now my kids are seeing this imagery. I'm not saying they came to me and asked, Dad, what's, what's the KKK? But, you know, yeah. my daughter can read. Sure. So when she says, you know, my dad is leader of the KKK or... But if you're going to do something, make a point. Be gay, do crime? Like, make a point, at least. Anyway, this is in uh, Montebello Park right now. I, I, I honestly hope, Lee, that it's some teenager looking to get a rise or a reaction more than... Rooted, but a reaction from whom? Like rooted white supremacy? I don't know. I mean, you got a reaction out of me. He's getting a reaction. Not the one that I think they thought they were going to get. Exactly. But they're getting a reaction. Because if there, if, if there is a message here... They're not relaying it very well. My dad is well. Identify your dad. We'll go pick him up. <laughs> you know, give us a reason. Oh. Just disappointed in seeing that. Yeah. For, for all the reasons that we discussed. I want to mention before we go uh, before we go forward uh, that it is St. Patrick's Day, and this is the day that uh, those of us in in media always used to spend the time doing really really bad irish accents all day long and playing uh playing irish music and stuff and uh, and so i tried to i tried to resist doing any of that today because there's nothing more irritating for any nationality than having another nationality try to imitate your accent and doing it badly <laughs> You know, like, so I always resist the urge because it's always, it's always so much fun to try, you know, but uh, uh, there we go. I had to, I had to, but anyway, uh, on this day, everybody's, uh, everybody's 
Irish, and uh, we are here in Fiddler's Poor House, where they are serving Guinness on tap, $16 pitchers, $9 doubles, and the food is awesome. So, uh, and they're going to have a they're going to have a busy day. We've got this on this gorgeous, gorgeous early spring day that feels almost more like late spring, early summer. I don't know what the temperature is now, Kevin, but it was supposed to be going up to something like 16 degrees. Um, the, the lovely garage door window is open with fresh air flowing through this. It's absolutely wonderful. And that's normally where we would be set up today. But uh, in, in honor of making sure that we have room for you to come in and sit down uh, and enjoy the open air freedom of Fiddler's Poor House, we, are, uh, we came down here to the other end of the restaurant. And I have to admit, Kevin, I'm kind of comfy down here. It's, uh, it's not bad at all. There's the, other, there's the other view of the, 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 the restaurant from the way back. And doesn't it look like an authentic UK pub? You got the dartboard, there, just over the just over the computer, uh, and uh, we got the got the sports on TV, and we got the big uh, the Southern Co Kevin is uh, is bracketed by Southern Comfort and PBI, <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. And there you go, and and and, and of course Kevin's award winning uh, St. Patrick's Day chapeau, uh, which we also uh, thank uh, our other Kevin. Kevin Neufeld of uh, Beau Chapeau and his staff for being kind enough to uh, loan me these wonderful uh, hats from the Beau Chapeau hat shop. And well, he didn't loan them to me. Uh, we, uh, I, I went in and uh, there were police outside, so I ran in and stole some. <laughs> and uh, there it is, Queen Street, right downtown in uh, in the busy shopping district in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake, you really do ha have to go in there. Uh, once you go in, it might be hard to get back out again. It's impossible to get back out again without buying something. That, that, that I can guarantee you. Uh, so, and, and Kevin, uh, I know you have a, you, you know Kevin, Newfoundland. you Kevin know Kevin better than I do. Yeah. And um, we were talking, I think this was a year ago now or so, when they started planning the, the hat repair rejuvenation uh, part of their business. Uh, you've been talking to Kevin lately about that, I think. It's almost, almost up ready. running. I don't want to say, it, it probably is doing some services now. I don't know if it's full bore, okay. but it's going to be one of a kind in Canada. I don't know if there's anything that parallels it in North America, but it's really cool that it's right here in Niagara-on-the-Lake in the Beau Chapeau Hat Shop. Who doesn't yeah. love just saying, I got my hat? Uh, Beau Chapeau yeah. hat shop. In this was the way. this was the very first one I bought because I was tired of having a a cold dome in the wintertime. This hat's about three years old now, and it's in like it looks brand new. Awesome, awesome shape. Yeah, it looks brand new. Uh, it is water repellent. Uh, it's comfy. It's packable. If you, I don't know if you knew that you could scrunch it up and really, yeah. Because that's the thing is that hats always get damaged, right? Especially when you're yeah. when you're traveling, you almost yeah. have to bring a special hat box. And who has one of those? And I have a and I have a few of them at home. So anyway, next time you're t next next time you're talking to our friend Kevin uh, Newfeld, tell him when he finally gets this uh, section of his place up and running, we want to talk to him. Absolutely, about. we'll do. All right. um, Lee, we didn't talk about this, but uh, just after uh, I think. On Friday of last week, we had that great video that Nick put up of the fire sale 
at the uh, the food basics in Fawn Hill. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it just it was it was gripping. This uh, I did put this on my notes to talk about today, and then I completely forgot about it. Imagine seeing this in your parking lot, and your car's nearby. Highway 20, Food Basics, parking lot, Font Hill, vehicle on fire, I guess so. What always ticks me off about these, Kevin, is we never see any follow-up about what caused the fire. We get a lot of vehicle fires on this, on, on this site, or have had, mostly in hot weather, which I guess will tip it off as to why, but... Uh, how do these vehicles catch on fire? What the hell happens here? I, I mean, do you know? Do you have any idea how these things start? I honestly have no clue, Lee. It doesn't, I, look, it doesn't even look like it started at the front. See, there's the front of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. You would normally think that it would be like an engine fire or something. But this looks more like it's a gas tank or something. I have no idea. Electrical fire? Or, or maybe, uh, you know, God forbid, maybe it's somebody that's a smoker and... I remember back in the days when I was smoking. Now, this obviously isn't the reason for this, but did you ever smoke, Kevin? No, no. Smoke no. cigarettes? Well, I, when you're driving and you try to throw the oh, yeah. butt out the window. Doesn't make it. And it blows back in. That, <laughs> that's a scary, that's a scary thing. Oh, I'm so glad I stopped now that look, There were a lot of comments and people had... You no, know, that looks like it's probably taken from... That, that looks like rubber burning. Maybe the Meridian Center, the arena there in Fawn Hill. I always have a hard time figuring out perspectives of, uh, of photographs. And there it is, somebody just driving by on Highway 20. Yeah, like that's black, black. That's like oil or, or rubber smoke. Well, so, condolences to the person whose vehicle that is. And hopefully there were no vehicles around it that were, were, were damaged by that holy cow and you know what speaking of vehicles still i think the highest maybe that's not the right grammar the most viewed video that appeared on niagara 411 in the last week and a half is that that uh, nissan rogue going around that corner after being in the accident yeah crazy the one on bessie ave we just put up a post last night yeah and uh Marathon. Or Meriton, sorry. Meriton. Meriton. Meriton and Bessie. And, and it was actually Niagara 411 folks that tracked this thing down. But my point being that it's still getting thousands and thousands of views because it's, it's quite a spectacular piece of video. But, uh, yeah... And, and, and no follow-up yet is about, well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the justice system and the and law enforcement is taking its course, and uh, the vehicle was found, and uh, the operator was found, and, you know, now, now the wheels of, uh, of justice just uh, keep on uh, turning in their inimitable fashion. But, uh, but that, was, that was interesting. Niagara has lifted just things that have been happening that will affect your life. Niagara uh, is lifting its state of emergency uh, to go in conjunction with the province of Ontario. So all of these things related, of course, to COVID-19. 
It was also announced yesterday that uh, I believe as of March 21st, as the, the other things happen, that we will not be, either it's March 21st or April 1st, uh, I could be wrong oh, on the, the date. For the masks? The masks, yeah, March twenty first. That's Monday. Yeah. But yeah, but what I'm talking about is the not uh, is the lack of necessity to have a negative COVID test to come back into Canada from across the border. Heretofore, it was uh, at first it was necessary to have a PCR test negative uh, within seventy two hours of your return to the country. Then it became an antigen test be within 24 hours of coming back to the country and then uh, again Kevin I'm not sure whether it's the 21st or whether it's April 1st but uh, the federal government along with uh, along with the provincial government announced that there would no longer be a need to have uh, proof of a negative test at all to come back into Canada from outside the country so that, uh, uh, that, that, will, that will be a big, big help to, uh, to tourism in, in Niagara because it was one of the big, big sticking points. I'm just uh, reading the comments here of the program, and I'll throw them up here. Um, and I want to apologize to, uh, to Sandra Mack here. She says, bowing out my topic not relative to discussions, conflict with police, had no idea, wait so long. What's a, uh, what? I don't uh, Sandra was in the green room. And I Pardon? saw her there. Sandra came on the show, as we encourage people to do. Yeah. And she was in the green room, and it was right in the midst of when we were having Joel on the show. Oh. And then also NRP Constable. Oh, um, so we made her wait. Jay McCarthy. We made her wait. At one point, I was. she didn't look like she was somebody that was ready to come on the program. Okay. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I just want you to acknowledge, Sandra, and I will respond to the comments, um, that, that we do encourage people to come on the show. Yeah. And I would have got to you in due time the one time i did look at you sometimes lee a lot of people click on that link erroneously thinking that's how they're going to watch the show right um, okay so you know when when people are there and you kind of see them right that, okay know, I'm, I'm thinking okay this person probably doesn't want to come on the show so okay. i was going to get to you eventually just to see if we could talk to you and see if you were going to come on the show by the time we got through nrp constable mccarthy uh, you'd left the waiting room. If yeah. you're still watching the show, I'd encourage you to come back on because absolutely. Yeah, Sandra, apologies if if uh, I'm, if I'm you, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, if you feel like we were uh, ignoring you, far uh, that's the last thing that uh, we want to give people the impression that is happening here. The very last thing, and uh, and you mentioned something good in your comment uh, as well is the fact that um, you mentioned because your topic wasn't relevant to the discussion. That is totally not necessary. Um, we invite people to come in and change the conversation at will. So uh, we're, not, we're not married to any sort of particular topic or perspective. Um, your topic is our topic. You can, you can all of a sudden come in and talk about parking lots. I don't really... Uh, I don't really care uh, because your participation in getting out what you are interested in uh, is important to us. So, Sandra, we apologize if we gave you that impression. That's not what we yeah, wanted. I feel to bad do. about that. Uh, Lee, want to let you know that coming up to wrap up the program, we've got a new single by a local band called Breaking Still. Breaking Still? Breaking Still. Okay. And the song is called Autopilot. And kudos to friends of the band because they were watching last week's show and saw that we feature local bands. Awesome. Put in a comment and said, 
hey, uh, would you guys feature Breaking Still? Absolutely. Let's get him on the show next week. So, you know, okay. I, uh, I kept my word on that. We'll, uh, we'll feature Breaking Still here. Maybe we'll just uh, take a peek outside on this beautiful St. Patrick's Day and kind of close things out. We can't see we can't see Seamus. The I don't know if he's still napping or I don't see him in the in the, in the pub. But the reason we didn't start off down in our uh, in the office this week is because uh, my assistant janitor Seamus was uh, just having a little nap in in the office, and I didn't I didn't want to disturb him at St. Patrick's Day, you know. And so anyway we we thought we would uh, come in and help out with the bartending and stuff but anyway uh if you go by uh give seamus a wave and see if he's okay that'd be good it's great to see people walking st paul street again i know the sun will in bring shirt a lot sleeves of people, look at this you know we're, we're just on the cusp of spring mask mandates are falling by the wayside look at those nice hats nice 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 hats there yeah, the, the little, the little things going thingies yeah 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 <laughs> uh, 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 also want to give a shout out uh, once again to Yona's Authentic Beauty um, it's a, a, a great small business in Grimsby 26 Juliana Road specializing in things like uh, well beauty treatments Botox and fillers and things of that nature a licensed nurse injector is Yona uh, you can find her ad on Niagara 411 and uh, and check it out Niagara's uh, fuel king, queen, zuh, whatever. Uh, fueling Niagara for 50 years plus and uh, on into the future, Gale's Gas Bars. Uh, it's been a really interesting, uh, really interesting run for petroleum companies. And oh, next week, quickly, want to mention this. Kevin, it looks like we may, as you mentioned to me early, no promises right now, but have the spokesperson on for the the group that is behind the LGBTQ plus corporate designation uh, process. It's, it's brand new. The, yeah. We've never seen it before. Gales is one of the very first companies to yeah. hop on board as a rainbow registered business. Okay, and, thank you. That's and, the that's the yeah, phrase I the was looking that, for. Yeah, the people that administer it are the LGBTQ plus Chamber of Commerce, and which is new, which is new, and there's criteria that needs to be met, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Gales is one of the very first to hop on board. I'm in the process to see if uh, if it's a fit for WeStream, because we're, we don't we don't discriminate against anybody. Right. I, I don't. How else How else do you say it? We're welcoming. It's just. We don't discriminate against anybody. It's yeah. Whatever. Well, like this show, we will, we will talk with anyone. Um, Sandra, sorry again, uh, at any time. Uh, that's that's the whole concept of, of this thing. So, um, yeah, congratulations to Gales for having uh, that designation. Probably one of the few, if not the first, in, in Niagara to achieve that. Also a living wage employer. Which I find interesting in the fact that they're the only petroleum company in Ontario to have the designation as a living wage employer. So this is a local company, and regardless of what you think about gas prices, and none of us are happy with gas prices, I mean, let's face it, uh, we're still talking about a local company that supports your local community. And if you and if you got to buy gas, so you might as well buy gas from somebody that uh, is in your own backyard. That supports your own backyard. Yeah, paying their employees fairly. Yeah. Performance, heating and air. Carlo, uh, and I do want to chat with you uh, in, the, in the coming weeks about getting people's uh, heating and air systems in shape for the coming 
change of seasons. Uh, Verge Insurance Group, always a pleasure for all your insurance needs. Home, car, personal, whatever, uh, check out Verge, another uh, locally born and bred company. We stream, Kevin, we didn't have a chance to talk a lot about you guys, but uh, you've been busy. You do a lot of the, uh, the municipal council feeds and uh, we're, getting, we're, all, oh, we're getting close to wedding season. So we're doing some weddings. Next week we're doing something pretty interesting. We're working with a PBO group. They're on Secord Street here in St. Catharines. They've got offices, you know, kind of peppered across Ontario. They work in uh, prosthetics. And ah. we're doing a Facebook Live event with them. That's going to be a hybrid. So we've got specialists coming in on Zoom. It'll all be broadcast. So people that have interest in that field uh, can go ahead and, and, and chat and interact with these specialists live via Facebook and, and we make it all happen for them. So if you have a company and you've been thinking that that might be a tool that would work for you but have no idea how to navigate those waters, get in touch with me. We'll hook you up. After you do this, this is taking a bit of a, a, a sidebar. After you do this show, Kevin, if there's somebody locally here in Niagara that would be, uh, would be a fit for to talk about prosthetics and things of that nature. I saw a fascinating episode of 60 Minutes about the current state, the current modern state of prosthetic technology. Wow, it's amazing the things that can be done. So um, pay attention to that one. <laughs> um, my name is Lee Sterry. I run Lee Sterry Voice Services, uh, which is, uh, it's pretty basic if you need uh, need a voice for anything that's me so uh, and we'll be here again next week of course and uh, give us the give us the name Kevin of our uh, of, of our band we're gonna hear from breaking still breaking and their new still. single autopilot this uh, video just put out six days ago all right uh, Jay McCarthy NRPS you are a credit to the uniform thank you for being here uh, Joel Carrier uh, Thank you for going, through, jumping through all the hoops along with Live Nation and your bands to um, plan the, the, big, the big concert called Born and Raised Concert Series happening uh, June 30th to Ju July 3rd in Montebello Park, Alexis on Fire, Color in the City and, uh, and other bands and, and acts. That's going to be an awesome way to uh, to spend some of your summer days over the long weekend. So oh, we I'm thank everybody. Peeking in there, there's our, there's our uh, beautiful staff. Yeah, there we go. There we go, watching the there's people Mel. go by, but there's Mel. If she knew she was on camera, she'd be shooting us. She doesn't want to be on camera. Too late. But, uh, yeah, they're all dressed up here uh, in, in their green, look at their best. So come down here, grab some uh, green beer and some, and some grub. It's and some be pictures, uh, $9 doubles and uh, 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 Guinness on tap. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to get mine, Lee, so let's put a bow on this thing, a green bow. All right, I'll shut up. That was Kevin's way of saying, shut up and let's get off the off the stage. All right, here we go. See you next week. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>